call is now being recorded. We are SC Podcast. Gary Pasquitz joined by Kevin Bruce to talk USC versus Texas. Uh, they're calling this, Kevin, the, uh, the, the the trilogy, and this is the final act of the trilogy. Uh, I don't know if, as much as I enjoyed last year's game, thoroughly enjoyed it. Uh, I don't know if I'm going to put it on par there with the uh, national title game. It certainly doesn't make up for that. But uh, looking forward to this one down here in Austin right now. And so, so just kind of want to get your thoughts heading into this game. And, and if you're taking a look at what happened last year and you were just saying, hey, this is a whole new year, a whole new edition, even though the helmets and everything are the same, uh, this is going to be a different ball game. What, what are your thoughts right now it, heading into this one? Yeah, Gary, it is. <clears throat> it will be a very different look than what certainly we brought last year, and it'll be a very different look uh what Texas brings. The schemes are the same. That hasn't changed, both on defense and on offense, both sides of the ball. Um, the personnel uh, packages for both teams are very different, and I think most importantly, the location of the game is different. It's now in Austin, so you're going to have the uh, – uh, the wonderful uh, Texas humidity at this time of year, combined with potential of thunderstorm, rain, wet football, wet field, all that. We'll see what happens on that. Regard, there's no controlling that, of course. Um, right. And look, uh, everybody's playing on the same condition, so you know, go out and play the game. I just, uh, you know, I, I'm hopeful that the team did prepare for wet uh, you know, weather conditions uh, during the course of their preparation preparation this week. That's that said. You know, defensively, I think we uh, we match up well. Uh, where there is a uh, a mismatch, of course, is with the uh, wide receiver, uh, the tall uh, uh, guy killed us last year. Colin Johnson, yeah. Colin Johnson, yeah. He caught, I think, seven balls, hundred and nineteen hundred twenty-one in that neighborhood. Yeah, ninety-one, ninety-one. Yeah, okay, that's, a, that's a big number. That's a big that number. Is a, that's. Um, that's as much as what our offense can put up in, the, in certain situations. I hate to say it that way. And uh, But, you know, after the, we'll call it a very humbling lesson up in uh, Stanford last week against, you know, tall, wide receivers. I won't talk to the tight ends uh, because Texas really doesn't match that type of a tight end that Stanford has. But the, um, the opportunity for the uh, – in particular, the cornerbacks to learn uh, uh, and refine their skills against the tall receivers. Uh, I think it's been improved. I do think we see uh, Biggie. Uh, actually, I'll, I'll say that as a question. Uh, Clancy has a chance to say, look, I'm going to go man cover. I'm going to put uh, Biggie on Colin, and I'm going to flip-flop him from side to side of the field. That's one thing I would watch for. Um, mm-hmm. if, if that does, If he doesn't flip, uh, Biggie from side to side. That means we may still be in man cover, but Biggie's not, not going to be one on one with Colin the whole game. So we'll, we'll switch back and forth. And then there, there in Texas, we'll look for mismatch with uh, cornerback, either Biggie uh, or Greg. Either way, uh, we'll see, mm-hmm. see what they do. And then uh, they will decide on what they want to do to exploit uh, very inexperienced uh, uh, safety position. Obviously, it's not Tell, but it's uh, CJ uh, or, or, frankly, whoever else we have out there at the time. Um, well, and, and I think it'll be Talanoa <laughs> starting from what we saw in practice this week. Okay. Well, you know what? That, that's a very uh, high-talent group, hard-hitting, too, by the way, which I like. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, Texas, Texas may not like it, but I like it. The um, here's what's difficult for for an offense to put in a package to exploit a particular safety's uh, inexperience is a little more difficult than it sounds. It's much easier to use a wide receiver and, and various routes and influences to uh, exploit a wide receiver cornerback uh, mismatch or potential mismatch. But the safety left so because you can sw- tell and, and whoever is next to them, they, they can end up switching assignments very easily. It could be a nickel package where the, the, you have a three-way, but basically a triangle is, what, how, is how Clancy uses those those three positions. Um, and it's hard to really isolate a particular safety. So you may end up trying to isolate you know, a, uh, you know, CJ or a, you know, very inexperienced, uh, uh, safety and you end up with Marvell Tell. That's not a good day if, if you're Texas, right? Marvell will right. do a very nice job. And as you can tell, I think the world, world of him and he's just been nothing but a, a pleasure to watch uh, develop and play, uh, over the years here. Um, in the box, it's going to be very interesting. Last, uh, uh, year against Texas in the Coliseum, the uh, line of scrimmage, our offensive line got just handled big time, uh, and that was uh, uh, something that was, was was helped make the game as close as it was. The mm-hmm. defense, as you may recall, shut down Texas, in particular the first half of the game. I think they had less than 70 yards of rushing first half, other than the passing to uh, Colin. Uh, for 191 in total, uh, they didn't have much offense going. A little later in this, in the second half, and especially in the fourth, fourth quarter, they did get some things going, and then the quarterback Ellinger started to get things uh, moving in his direction. He can break down defenses with his legs. He's he can see the field if you let him see the field. He's gotten a lot better. Their offense is a, a bit more. I don't know if the word is sophisticated, but they've added in more to their offensive package than they had last year. It won't be quite as, uh, I wouldn't call it one-dimensional, but uh, a, a simplified playbook. They have a much more complicated playbook now. They are an RPO offense, a read-pass option offense. That's what they do. Uh, that isn't going to change anytime soon. I think their running game is, uh, they're still trying to find their way, uh, which it sounds familiar. Uh, and so as right. such, yeah, yeah, you know what I'm saying? I mean, we got, you know, excellent running backs and question marks across the, the offensive line as to how are we going to block it and what are we going to do? And, uh, uh, we have to settle in on that. Well, to some extent, so does Texas. The advantage they have is they have a, a running style, uh, quarterback, but if you, if you let him see the field, he can throw the ball and he can throw the ball deep as well. He can, he's a, mm-hmm. he can make big plays, big plays on you. So something to be mindful of, something to be careful of. I think the defense will be uh, well prepared and uh, you know ready to go even after last week's uh, you know Stanford game. <clears throat> and I've, I've heard a lot about well the defense played well and, and you know not so much on offense and certainly not so much on the punting game. Not the punt return, but the punting game. Well, let me say this. I think mm-hmm. the defense could have played much better as well. Uh, that was not their finest effort. They gave up seven explosive plays uh, against Stanford, uh, three passing, four running. I think it's three and four. And that's just – that's not that's not acceptable. Uh, and, and, frankly, I think of the four 
third down conversion Stanford had, three of those were in excess of 20 yards. That's unacceptable. We can't do that. And it's, it's really time to kind of think about why do we have this vulnerability? We had it last season. We we're seeing it again this year. It's, just, it's the same thing. Why aren't we sitting on the first down uh, uh, marker? Why, why, you know, guys can sit there. Now, I know we're, we're, we play against getting beaten deep, but guys, you got to stop the, the, the. You got a team in a third and long. Take advantage of it. Get them off the field. And it's been a real mixed bag. And Stanford really exploited us with wide receiver, tall wide receiver, fade routes mostly or out routes, um, and with the tight end. And that can be stopped. You can line up, you know, someone, either a safety. That's that's okay. Frankly, I would have walked out Houston under the uh, tight end and said, look, you know, at least bump the guy and then, you know, move back inside to your normal gap. Clancy does like to have consistent gap. Assignments. I understand that. Frankly, I, I, I wholly agree with them on that. But occasionally, you just got to say, "Look, we got to. I have to take away the tight end, or whomever is hurting us. If you isolate, <clears throat> excuse me, if you isolate the third and long to a particular receiver, and maybe a slot back as a as a second check for the quarterback, then we're going to do okay. We're going to be just fine. Uh, we got some turnovers last year, uh, both on both sides of the line of scrimmage, by the way, and uh, I think. Marvell actually had had a pick last year, which was very timely. And so, how, so how are you looking at this uh, when, when you're saying you thought the defense could have played better last week against Stanford? Um, what, what, what is it that needs to grow within this defense, uh, particularly in this one? I, I, and I want to say this: What do you think of the Texas offensive line? First of all. And they, they are down basically. They're down a freshman running back who was putting up good numbers so far. And their lead back is Trey Watson, a guy who we've seen at Cal, who, to be honest, Kevin, is a nice back, um, but he's not someone who scares me. Yeah. No, you're right on that. And, and he's a solid running back. Yeah, you know, sure. Actually, not. Yeah, you know, I mean, he's, he's he serviceable isn't isn't quite adequate a term. Portray. He, he's better than serviceable. He can catch the ball out of the backfield if they want to do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, we haven't, mm-hmm. they, I haven't seen. I when I looked at Texas, I didn't see a lot of that kind of movement. It's, it's more just RPO, run the ball, uh, and then you know with RPO you have the chance to throw the ball. And then there's some called pass plays, and, and they're they're you know they're, they're actually you know you gotta you gotta respect that. My view of the defense is they're going to be very ready uh, for the RPO. They they know how to recognize those plays. Let's face it, Pac-12 is RPO centric. Sure. And as yeah, and, and and Clancy's defense is typically schemed to stop <clears throat> run pass uh, option um, uh, offenses. That said, he's still got to stop them. So that that's the question. The offensive. Line for Texas. Look, they're they're fine. Uh, they've got some really solid guys. They're going to be physical. They're still working out the kinks. Well, so are we. I mean, I, I see them very similar in that regard. Um, so, you know, from a from a defense stopping Texas offensive perspective, I really like what I what I think we are going to be able to do. Uh, we're going to have to deal with hostile noise. Uh, Clancy's defense within the pack. 12 anyway, it has become a little too predictable in my view. And I think, and he certainly has the ability, should he choose to, to change the look of how we bring pressure. 
he, he can overpressure one side, uh, cornerback blitz, nickel blitz. He prefers to use speed guys to bring pressure. But an area that we can really help ourselves is with our either two or three uh, down linemen and our rush ends and getting more pressure on the quarterback, but getting our hands up in the air as well. Look, if you can't get to the quarterback, get your hands up in the air. And that was something that we did much better last year. And, frankly, Nuosu was just about as good as you're ever going to see at, at doing that. Right, um, right. And, 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 by, and, by the way, ask Te- Texas about that too because he pers- I think he had uh, three uh, uh, PBUs on the line of scrimmage last Mm-hmm. Uh, last year mm-hmm. season. Well, we we can do the same this year. First half last year, uh, Porter was in, and I think he got hurt uh, sometime during the um, first half of last year's game. Well, he'll be back, uh, you know, first half this year, and I expect to see him in the second half as well. Makes a big difference for us. Okay, and then you talked about going up against their running backs. I think it says Trey Watson and whoever else they might offer is certainly not going to match what Bryce Love had last week, and I think, you know, Bryce got one big one, and other than that, I thought we did a decent job, but also Bryce Love is not playing this week because SC pounded him. Yeah, yeah, you're right, uh, and we were, were chatting about that, and I talked to some other guys as well. I thought Marvell uh, put a dinger on him, and I think it was Tufeli, and uh, while Stanford doesn't disclose their injuries, it's the concussion protocol that he's going through, so he's definitely out this week, and maybe out uh, uh, for the following week as well. So, you know, um, say what you want. Uh, you know, uh, we uh, we took the, their their best uh, runner and, uh, uh-huh. you know, played it physical, played it, uh, you know, straight up. There's nothing untoward with the hits that uh, anybody took that I saw. Um, and, uh, you know, those are the uh, – those are how those kinds of things uh, happen. Texas doesn't bring that type of threat. Uh, their explosive plays are going to be perimeter. And we, got, we do need to watch the uh, the inside A and B gaps. Uh, we, we we saw that last week a little, little bit. Uh, Texas is going to attack that significantly, and then they're going to go uh, on a, a wide zone um, uh, movement and looking to uh, really exploit particular sides of the line of scrimmage uh, away from either toward border or specifically away from Porter and just cut him off. Uh, and then maybe trying to set up a misdirection play. That's something else that I would clearly look for. Uh, we are susceptible to misdirection to Porter's side. What do you think of the thought that uh, these are two teams who you know, have yet to find their groove, let's call it, uh, in, in the 2018 season? Both of them uh, could really use a win, could really use a quality win. Um, how do you see that maybe factoring in? Yeah, you know it's really a good point, and that's this is where you get the home field. We are the uh, we are the dog again, as we were last week against Stanford, which I so. think is very interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do too. We're uh, we're ranked 22, which I think is generous, for, frankly. Uh, mm-hmm. and Texas is unranked. We're playing in in definitely hostile territory. That's a for sure. And um, and that, and as such, uh, you throw in the weather, the hostile crowd. It's gonna be a hundred thousand. Mostly uh, burnt orange uh, fanatic uh, fans. That's where the word comes from. And mm-hmm. uh, you know, look, they they know what th- these are knowledgeable Texas football. Well, Texas and football is almost synonymous anyway. Um, they know what they're looking at, and they know their team needs to put it together. They're tired of. They thought they should have won the game last year, and frankly, 
you know, there's an argument. You can, made it, you can make that argument <laughs> right, right. Yeah, you, you sure can. And that's against Sam and Rojo and Nuosu and a few other guys that uh, obviously have moved on. So, uh, look, uh, yeah, the teams, both teams, you know, there's a lot to be said about, uh, you know, we're looking for identity. You know, that's, I guess, true, but, you know, it, it's really more about, What's the game plan, guys? Texas has a game plan. They're going to they want to exploit certain things on our defense, and I think they're the exploiting opportunity is with the wide receiver, the one on one on cornerbacks. But the run game in the box uh, is something that they're going to go after hard, and I think very early, and try to really set up, try to pull up the safeties a little bit, bring them in, bring them in, bring them in, and lose that 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 one single deep uh, help, and. Um, Conversely, you know, after last week, you know, what, I, I, you know, what do we expect from this offense? I mean, what is it that that we really want to go do? do we, we're going to JT is going to start the game, obviously. Um, mm-hmm. Sounds to be he's, he's, everything says his hands fine. Okay, throwing hand is fine. All that. Okay, great. Um, okay, so now what? We ran the ball pretty darn well. We ran the ball really well. When we brought in the big uh, when we brought uh, in number ninety nine, yeah, yeah. I mean, with Fink running that, now I don't know if uh-huh. he can run that same series. I don't know why he couldn't, but you know, Fink would, you know, clearly has more has quicker feet and would be more effective from that uh, that that approach. That said, I just love seeing big guy in the backfield lead blocking, and Stanford was completely taken by surprise. They didn't know what to do with looking at what their own offense looks like, which is hilarious right. to me. Uh, and I enjoyed that. I enjoyed it a lot, I have to tell you. We were smacking people around. You could see the energy in the offensive line. It was the only time Thank in the you. game I could see. Yeah, I, I, could, I could see the O-line guys getting downfield, trying to get to second level, running up the line of scrimmage, trying to get lined up. They wanted to go, go, go. I tell you what. There's and, gee, is, is that is that no secret? <laughs> that knows the offensive linemen like to run block. That is, it is, no it is fun. <laughs> it, 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 and if they don't, then, you know, you might want to think about another, you know, I was going to say career, but whatever. Um, think about doing something else with your your, uh, your afternoons maybe. Um, so, you know, it's like turning the guys loose, and I really like that. And, you know, that look, this is just Kevin Bruce talking, turning them loose. Letting them be, you know, more what they want to be, um, while running the offense that seems to be, you know, uh, let's call it efficient or effective or, you know, whatever seems to hang together. It's, 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 it's what we're struggling with right now is, you know, it's called play calling, but to me it's, it's play calling and execution. Every play that's called is generally designed to go end up in the end zone, right? It's a question of what seems to work. Where do we get continuity? How do we get everybody into the flow of the game? We tend to worry about getting the quarterback into the flow, getting the wide receivers into the flow. To me, it's about, hey, guys, get the offensive line into the flow and then let the running backs run. And then I'll guarantee you some good stuff will happen. And by the way, on, on with regards to running backs, there's been a lot of commentary I've seen about that. They are not getting separation. I don't care what anybody says. So, mm-hmm. you know, we we have more than a few things to clean up. They need to get separation. Some of that's on the quarterback, but they need to get separation. 
And by the way, Pac-12 seems to be okay with pushing off. Start pushing off. What can I tell you? Understand it, yeah. Understand the way it's being yeah. called. But, but that's one of the things that gives me, I don't want to say encouragement, is there is so much meat left on our offensive bone right now, Kevin, that there is so much area of improvement. With, with a lot of players, you know, JT's the freshman, but around him are, are a lot of guys who have played a lot of football. Um, so when you talk about that with, with, with Bonds and Pittman, boy, they're going to clean this up, right? We, we've I seen it before from them. Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely right. No, you're right. There is a track record here with Pittman and Vaughn that says, look, guys, early last season, they also, that's so about Vaughn because he wasn't playing that much early in the season, but Pittman couldn't get separation. He was nicked up, this or that. Look, they had trouble getting separation. Whoever our wide receivers were last year, same thing. It took three games for to see the separation start to improve. And that's with Sam at quarterback, right? Well, now, right. you know, fast forward to, to this season, JT, new guy, all that. Guys, you got to get separation. I'll tell you, you know, you're getting covered so easily that it, it makes JT's job a lot more difficult, and we need to make it easy. And, and on that point, it would be helpful for JT to have in his hip pocket bootlegs, right side, left mm-hmm. side. He can throw, he can throw in either direction. Roll him out of the pocket from time to time, guys. Really, I mean, mm-hmm. if you make him a sitting target, Texas's defensive game plan is to crowd the same thing. We're going to get tired of hearing this one. You know, double uh, Amon Ra, uh, St. Brown, double him up or tie, uh, one and a half guys on him. You know, cover up uh, one of the other wide receivers, probably Pittman or whoever, you know, seems to be the most dangerous. Don't worry about that. Our tight end can't catch the ball. Can't get upfield. I mean, I hate to say it, but it seems to be kind of half true, by the way. Um, and bring pressure on the, the freshman quarterback. And bring pressure from, from different angles, collapse the pocket, force him to move laterally, because he doesn't, so far he hasn't shown a proclivity to move up into the pocket, which is what he needs to do, by the way. Uh, but that'll help him a lot. So why don't we make this easier on him? Run some boots, run some um, – you can run a naked boot. Run a reverse pivot, naked boot. You know, I was going to say, you know, uh, drag the tight end. Okay, forget the tight end. Let the tight end block. Uh, bring out a uh, – you know, just run a, a back uh, through the line and then bring him into the flat and let him drag and, and uh, run a boot. Throw the ball to him. Stretch out the defense. Don't make it so easy. Don't make him a target in the in the middle of the pocket, all right? Uh, little screen pass, uh, middle screen. Or, or slightly to the side better. Uh, screen pass works fine. Uh, some delays are okay. A little tough to run that out of pistol, but, you know, guys, you're all very clever. Figure it out, right? Um, well, if there's, are, if, there's one, if there's one thing we saw in practice this week, Kevin, both, both days uh, of practice, it was working on pass routes out of the backfield to the running backs. Uh, more well, than we have seen them work on that at any time this fall. And that's good because that puts a tremendous amount of pressure on it. And we've got three running backs that are great, very – look, those are great running backs. I, I don't care what anybody says, all three of them. Different styles and this and that. But uh-huh. mm-hmm. I, I, don't, I don't even care who's out there. I really, I really don't. They, 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 they can hurt you. They can put big uh, uh, plays up on the, on, the, uh, on, on the field and points on the board. But coming out of the backfield, catching the ball is just – scary 
to a defense. And as a former linebacker, let me tell you what, the worst nightmare I ever had was a wheel route on a back in man cover. There was no way in the world that I could stay with him, even get to him. I was, I was starting inside out, uh, and, and it got worse after that. So I would just, whoever went by, just grabbed him and tackled him. Didn't care. You know, right. they had to call it. Right. I mean, and well, you can't get away with that in the flat. You're going to get called, and that's probably, uh, you know, not that, all that helpful. That, for, for a defender, that's better than the back running down the sideline for a touchdown with the ball in his hands. Uh, it is, because you <laughs> see that about 20 times on film, you know, and it's very quiet when they're, other than the coach yelling at you. Um, well, yeah, it is. You, a, you, you, uh, it's a, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, you mentioned all the backs in there. I just want to give one one quick thing. Good for you, Aka Cedric Ware, getting the start in your home state as a senior. Nice moment. I, I agree. And I, I love him as a starter, by the way. I mean, it's I think he's deserved it. He's uh, He looks a lot like Rojo in the sense it's one cut in speed. Um, mm-hmm. His vision is, is going to have to develop a little bit to see some lanes, but I, I really like that. Um Carr is uh, he's somewhat similar in terms of a kind of a one cut guy, a little bigger, more of a straight up runner. And uh, Malafae is he's just a, he's more than a steamroller. He's got a lot more skill than that. He's got good soft hands, um, much better on pass blocking than, frankly, uh, or, or, that's not a strength for Carr right now. And uh, right, right, uh, yeah. And I, I'd say where is okay. He gets in he gets in the way best he can. He tries. Uh, but uh, Malapai, hey, he'll hurt you in pass block. I kind of like that. Uh, but then, you know, importantly, you give him the ball or, 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 get, or get the ball into his hands on a swing or a little flare, nice, mm-hmm. nice. That's, if you're a cornerback and he's coming at you, I got to, well, any of those three guys, but, you know, using him as an example, that's like, oh, boy. Mm-hmm. you gotta, you got to yeah. – you're going to have to tackle below the knees because anything above is going to hurt you. And I love how he, he gets to a quick speed very fast. Like you say, that one cut and divide, just boom. Boom. And, it, and it's 215, 220 pounds of boom. That's got to yeah, hurt he's you. north of that, yeah. <laughs> he's yeah, north okay. of that. All right, yeah. That's a big, that's a big boy right there. That's a big that's boy. That's a lot of Kevin, I, uh, going real fast. It is. Well, it's going to be good. Like the, the, I'm looking out the hotel window right now, and, and they, they, thunder, thunder, the clouds are definitely a gray right now. And it's going to be a good atmosphere. I am really looking forward to this one. This, you know, you, you kind of talked about the mindsets. The years, these are two blue bloods. You talk about the Texas fans knowing what you know, knowing good football. I've always said about USC fans too. These, these are two of the blue blood programs. And whenever they get yeah. together, this is always a lot of fun. I, I tell you what, this, and you get right down to it like any other time. It's like guys, put your helmets on, go out there, play good, sound Trojan football. Uh-huh. And, and I a double underscore under Trojan football, and I, I I will tell you that good things will happen. And this week, right now, I think uh, last week brought a different reaction from Trojan fans that we don't see very often. Um, and so I think what you're just saying right now, the Trojan football part, the physical element part, as much as we can mm-hmm. see of that, uh, that would be a welcome sight tomorrow night. Absolutely would be. I boy, do I agree with that. <laughs> okay, Kevin, thanks for your time. Let's go have a good one tomorrow. For Kevin Bruce, this is Gary Pasquitz. You're listening to the We Are SE Podcast.